You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. How's it going? Welcome to Slow We Rock, Metal's first and dumbest podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Jim. Uh, to my right is Dan. Hello. And in front of me is a stranger. I don't recognise you. Oh, What's your name? Mysterious blonde man. Things a little different. Yeah, this mysterious Germanic man from the 1980s. Yeah. Well, Jim. Uh, Straight from my early Ramstein cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like Rutger Hauer passed away and his soul that <laughs> is, inhabited your body. That is correct. I am on a new diet plan. So yeah, that's thank you for it, noticing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, Lewis. How are you doing? You've had a haircut. I have. Woo-hoo! Yeah. It gone. I guess for like all of our audio listeners, that means nothing. Because you, it's not like you spend most of the podcast talking about the length of your hair no. and how difficult it is to maintain. No. So if you don't, if you don't know me, um, usually, Lucky. hey, <laughs> if, you if you don't know him by now, you'll never. Old oh, school. Usually, I look exactly like Chris Hemsworth as Thor up until Ragnarok. Whereas now, I look. No, <laughs> no I'm not too sure about this. I would say for any '90s Motley Crue fans. He kind of looks like John Karabi. Or, yeah, I'll take it. For GNR fans, uh, Gilby Clark. Okay. I'd or say more like Loki than four. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll take any the of ob- these. The obvious die job. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Calling everyone a mewling quim. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd probably say more like Loki, actually. Than, okay. Yeah, definitely. I'll take that. Who's yeah. a very handsome man, so maybe... That's, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not, actually. Who's the Ugo of the Marvel Universe? He's the one you can't stand to look at. Oh, Groot. Groot, yeah. Hey. Nah, he's cute, isn't he? Yeah, especially his like, baby Groot yeah, as well. Yeah, no. Te- no, Teenage Groot. Yeah, baby Groot's like the cutest character <laughs> in the whole Marvel Universe. Yeah. Actually, like, the vast majority... Taser face. Yeah. Yeah, you go. Yeah, you, Taser yeah. face. Okay, there we go. Yeah, Nailed it. Yeah. Because yeah. I think most of the Marvel Universe, like, they don't really hire... Oh, well, technically, uh, Mantis, if you're uh, Drax. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, you're hideous. He's, he's kind of physically repulsed by everyone, though. Yeah. Mm. But um, how are you feeling post-haircut? Yeah, good. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it suits you. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't really care. Like, I just wanted to get rid of... I've had long hair for... Like, really long hair for so, so long. Mm. And I just got too lazy to dye it black all the time. And because I've got blonde roots, it just immediately looks like it's thinning after, like, two weeks. Yeah. And your roots come through. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I'm nearly 30 now. I can't be bothered with dyeing my hair every three yeah, weeks. Yeah. And it's a fucking pain to wash long yeah. hair. Yeah. Like you, yep. you almost have to plan around it from when I had long hair. It's yeah, just like, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's why I got mine cut. I was just like, no. Yeah. It was uh, back in my Afro days. It was a real pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Like I was explaining to you, um, like I had, I went through like <laughs> two phases of Afros. So I had, my first one I had when I was in secondary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, basically, I was just being like a grubby teenager. I never really looked after it much, mm-hmm. so it would just get really knotted to a point where and really unkempt and clean that like bits of it were forming into dreads. Yeah, but okay. all the all the uh, ends, the roots were completely destroyed. So I could just like pull these dreads out, and they would just come out like that. Really? Yeah. Jesus. And then like you, I would 
again, being a gross teenager, I would then start like picking away at these dreads. Eating and they, them. Well, they'd be like dust and crap in them. Yeah. But it was just living in my hair. <laughs> and also, like every time I like leaned down against anything, like put my head back, whatever, I would then have to comb it or brush it out. And oh, again, man. like no. being super close, thinking, oh, my bus is at like 20 past eight. I guess I have to get up at eight o'clock to go and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still do that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't probably like comb my hair properly, so I'd like just do the front, so mm-hmm. that in the mirror it all looked good. But like the back of my hair would be completely flat. <laughs> I wouldn't notice all day. There's a look. Yeah, exactly. there's a look there. Um, yeah. It, then uh, the second time, I cut it all off, grew it all back again. I was at uni, and that was a pain in the ass because like every time I'd go out on a night out, people would start grabbing my hair. I was about to uh, say people would just be touching. Yeah, they would just all like the time. all the time. Yeah, it was just an absolute pain in the ass. And this was back when you could still smoke in pubs. Um, oh shit! Yeah, that is so like an absolute would, cigarette yeah, magnet. It would stink. Yeah. yeah, even after like a couple of washes, which I can never be bothered to do anyway. But I'd also have to when I wasn't washing it, dry condition, spray condition as well. It was just it was a pain in the ass. So once I cut it off, never looked back. So yeah, welcome to a brighter, literally in yeah. your case, a brighter yeah. future, mate. Yeah. yeah. Also, nice. I feel now like you, you know it's it's not been like a thing where to be in like a rock and a metal band you have to have long hair that's no. not been a thing for a long time now yeah. no I mean Rob Harper shaved his head in the 90s so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go Metallica cut their hair Kerry King cut Scotty Kerry Kerry okay. King with hair is the stuff nightmares so are made weird, of it? it's weird so bizarre weirded me out when I first saw Peter yeah. Room with long hair same with Scott Ian actually yeah well with Scott Scott Ian still like kind of looks like Scott Ian like he's still got yes. the big eyebrows Kerry and King is like very that. different Kerry King because yeah. It's all got none of it's on his face and all no. of it's on his head and you're like oh that's what his face looks like but what's that on, what's that mop yeah. on his head <laughs> yeah really surreal yeah I often I was like I remember when I got a copy of Rain and Blood and I said to my mate I was like wait who's that on the back he's like that's Kerry King I'm like fuck off like, <laughs> he looks like no he could way. be like a third Steiner brother for all he you does doesn't he yeah yeah he looks a bit like eighties uh, early nineties Scott Steiner yeah yeah he really does yeah whereas Phil Lewis looks more like Big Papa Pump now with the Blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. The freakzilla. The big, Just big bad booty daddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Johnny's. <laughs> right, I've got some breaking news. And by breaking oh. news, I mean... <laughs> straight away. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bristol. Yeah. Breaking. Yeah, that's right. So, um, at long last, Tool have finally announced the name of their new album. Yeah. Which is out on the 30th of August. Yeah. Uh, what is yeah. it called? It's called Fear in Oculum. Of course it is. Yeah. Now, I know what inoculum means, but mm-hmm. can anyone tell you what fear means? No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the man without fear, you see. I don't even know what I'm it means. I'm not a learned scholar. Yeah, I actually don't know what inoculum means. Does anyone know what inoculum means? No. No. Inoc- There's just no way to find out. <laughs> uh, 30th August is really soon. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, it means it's, 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 it's literally a month away. Oh, yeah. uh, medicine, a substance used for inoculation. No. Nice. That makes sense. Oh, maybe it's like an anti... Or a pro-vaccination or anti-vaccination. It's like some sort of commentary on that. Yeah, let's hope it's not pro-vaccination. Yeah. Uh, pro-vaccination. What? <laughs> 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 Nelms' opinion is coming out no. now. No, I'm really tired. Yeah. No. Nelms, uh... Tired of this government forcing yeah. their so-called vaccinations uh, on. Vaccinations, chemtrails, storming Area 51. Let me introduce to Nelms' as manifesto. So, yeah, two of those three things don't end up killing children, so... Well, we don't Storming Area 51 is very funny, by the way. I'm still making oh, I mean, I'm enjoying funny. every single thing. Jeff Goldblum's got involved now. Yep. 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 Got his running gear on. He's ready to go. Amazing. Let's do this. Have you um, Have you seen the game? I, I feel like I'm treading on ground that I usually bring to the table right yeah, now. But game. have you seen how half of the people that are 
game on this Area 51 thing, like their motive for doing it. Well, I see some of my favourite <laughs> memes of people like, it's like, um, it's like me leaving Area 51 and they're in like Slave One. Like, or okay. Hey, or like they're dressed like Master Chief. No, the, no, the other half that I've been really enjoying are the ones that want to clap some alien booty. Oh yeah, yeah that's it, yeah. All these people are like going to come back with like alien wives or something. Like the, Again, they all think like there's 100 women that look like Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. No, or Nebula. Not even that, they're just picking up like Greys. Like, <laughs> yeah. There was There's a... definitely a crossover of those people and anti-vaxxers, I reckon. I reckon it must be like a Venn diagram where it's like, mm, good luck to you. There was a uh, an amazing poll of which uh, alien would you most like to bang. It was like, you get to Area 51, yeah. who are you banging? Okay. Uh, and there what, was... Yeah, what aliens are on there? Gamora. Yes. Um, I think maybe the chick from Splice... Oh, I know. Species. Species, that's yeah. it. Species, so it might sorry. Be um, she's, not, she's not an alien. Yeah, she's not an alien, yeah. Uh, Natasha Hemsworth is in, in Species. Yeah, I don't know her a, name. That's her name. That is a bad okay. movie. Yes. Because yeah. again, like that means that, that's the whole the whole problem with that is that she's like a black widow. Like yes. you know you, sh- you know you can't because she'll fucking murder you. If you've got any genetic risk, uh, risk to reward. But guess who yeah. won? Oh, okay. Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, well done, internet. Yeah. Just general internet. It's probably internet, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited. When is it? What's the date? 21st of September? Okay, cool. Well, 20th, isn't it? 20th. Around then. They've got it right because they're going to Naruto run faster than ever. <laughs> yeah, this is really good because it gives everyone at least like 20 days to enjoy the new Tool album before either being sent to jail or... Absolutely ending I think, yourself. Like, I think the military said like, this would be a really bad idea. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. The if guy this... who started it as a joke is panicking a little bit now because it's got really out of hand. There's also a storm lock nest. There's a storm lock nest as well. <laughs> uh, which is... that feels nice and low risk. Yeah, but that's the, that's the problem though because people will probably actually try and do it and then end up drowning. I reckon. True. Well, it could be like this. Because they don't realise what how dangerous a lock is. I reckon and be like. <laughs> there's a, there's yeah. a Simpsons episode where we dra- where Mr. Burns drains Loch yes. Ness oh, to get the last to get the most popular mm. billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great episode. Uh, it's a re- I love that episode. It's <laughs> really funny. Um, also, I think of an episode of the Simpsons again where uh, Lisa is like lost in town and she's taking the wrong bus. And she's yeah, Egypt Museum. No, she stumbled. Yeah, but she, before that, she stumbles across uh, what she thinks is Area Fifty One. And the security guard there, she goes, oh, I'm at Area 51. And he's like, I'm afraid not. You're actually at Area 51A. And he's like, oh, well, I'm lost. Can you tell me where this is? I'm afraid the location of this undisclosed location is classified. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to see what happens in Area 51. Like, I kind of want there, people is there, to try is there, an, is there an exact location for Area 51? Yeah, yeah it's massive. It's Green yeah. Lake. It only okay. became official. Like, it only got officially acknowledged like, in the last 10 years. As much as I love... Weird conspiracies and alien shit. Yes. Uh, I think all it is is probably it's just aircraft testing. Yeah. Uh, and they hid that during the Cold War as aliens. Yeah. So no one gives you them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I found her. <laughs> hey. Hey. No, she went there um, a few years ago because she loves X Files. She's very yeah, big X Files. Not sure. to like a Tom DeLonge alien obsessed yeah. route, but she definitely just really likes them. And I do as well. That's fine. To tie yeah. in yeah. with Tool, there's that track at the end of uh, Lateralis that yeah. has a get this, and I only just realised this morning it's the the course it's from the it's a phone call. It's from the Coast to Coast AM yeah podcast oh. thing I started listening to with Art Bell. When you said that, yeah, it's like yeah. that Boom. sounds exactly like that. If you haven't heard song. it, look up Error Fifty One Caller Coast to Coast. It's on YouTube. 
it's probably it's definitely a hoax and it's an act to pretend to be panicking yeah. but it's so compelling and really scary is. I love it well uh, at the end of it, all these, it, yeah. at the end of it all album occasionally I would skip that because it actually made me so uncomfortable yep it's amazing the way they layer like the white noise over it as well yeah. it's, it's like a horror song it's and when that really scary. came out on the radio there was actually a power cut at a radio station which was and they were like See the government stopping <laughs> But the whole radio show was people ringing in with conspiracy theories. So the chances of a power cut happening while someone was talking about conspiracy theories was pretty high. Very true. But where did they but what record? If, what yeah. if they're right? Were they in like no, the Florida Keys or something? Right? But then that's the one the government's chosen for you to pay attention to. If that's the one they've oh, chosen to cut okay, off. Okay, there you go. Out of the hundreds of oh, hours shit. of shit. Yeah. 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 See, that's why I love this shit. Yeah. I don't okay. believe it. Also, I love, yeah, I love <laughs> all of it. What we don't know is that Area 51 actually could just be simple misdirection, that nothing happens at Area 51. It's to distract you from what's really going on in like Colorado, like on the other side of the country. I think. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know? True. Anything's possible. But I am so excited. Uh, yeah. Also, I, I just want to say um, real quick that if anyone listening does. Go up to Area 51 to generally try this. Officially, we're advising definitely don't do that because you will get shot. But if you do go, pick up your litter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also kind of want to see what happens. I really want to see what happens, yeah. <laughs> I, A lot of people with, like, body pillows and yeah. you know, katanas, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I, 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 okay, I, by body pillows, you mean, like, those... Is it? Like Wafu, yeah, 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 like yeah, one that James Franco has in uh, yeah. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could, I could easily see this thing becoming like an annual like pilgrimage for like for sci-fi nerds and like really passionate people. Just, yeah, they'll just do that. Go to Area Fifty One. Maybe it'll around, be like so, yeah. uh, Independence Day. It would be like a convoy. Of, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, yeah. That, that yeah. means then there has to be a moment where like. Donald Trump's on like uh, Air Force One, yeah, and they're like talking about how they're gonna storm Area Fifty One, and then Donald Trump's like Area Fifty One, that's not real, and then a guy's got to cut behind and go, actually, sir, <laughs> that's not strictly true. Yeah, unfortunately, James Redpoint passed, passed away, away a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 That's one of my favourite moments. Yeah, I love film. In the great first day, film. Film. Yeah. day one is incredible. Two is great absolute film. toilet, but number one, have you watched good two? film? No, oh, it's so bad. No, I haven't. You can see, like, the only acknowledgement of Will Smith in it is, like, a portrait of him in, like, the White House, where oh, they all look at him and go, yeah, Will Smith was a real hero, shame he's dead. <laughs> That's it. You know it was going to be a good film where they wrote two scripts, one if they could get Will Smith and one if they couldn't. So, you, know, you know you're onto a winner. I thought that's how all films were written. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I yeah. generally don't know how the plot would have changed with him in it, though. Like, it just feels very... It's not even that like, Jeff Goldblum's barely in it. They were trying to like launch like a new generation of Independence Day people with like Chris Hemsworth's Wiener brother, the young one, okay. Liam Hemsworth, yeah, and someone lame playing Will Smith's son. Uh, the, the best thing about Bill it, Bill Pullman's is, got a great beard in it. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum's just compl- taking the piss all the way through. Bill oh, Pullman was a great president. He was, yeah. yeah he's one of the top. Oh, really, like speech, really good yeah. operator. He was up there with Harrison Ford for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, ooh, top. Top fictional presidents in movies, okay. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Probably number one of a bullet. Yeah. Bill Pullman's Get off there. my plane. Um, Morgan Freeman. Yes. Deep Impact. Yes. Uh, or Angel Has Fallen. Which one? Angel Has Fallen. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else have we Oh, uh, There was one in 24 that was really great, and he was a really good guy. Dave, uh, David Palmer. Yes. In the first couple yes. of series. Yeah, David Palmer. Yes. Oh, David Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really good. He was wonderful. Yeah, he was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he was a president. 
Um, my favorite thing about 24 is that Jack Bauer had like a unbroken track record of always being right about all of his paranoid theories. Yeah. And yet every season he would have to spend forever trying to convince CTU. Yeah. He kicks a heroin addiction in the second series as well in a day, yep. which is pretty good. Oh, no, no, that, that's not, that's like maybe fourth season. I thought it was after he lost his wife and he's like, uh, no, up again. no, no, not quite. I think it's, it's later. Because uh, he, he has to go, way he does it in he, a day. he has yeah. to go undercover um, with some, like narcos. <laughs> And he gets hooked on heroin then. I'm sure um, we're missing some good presidents oh, as well. shit! Designated Survivor, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah, I've not watched that show. It's good. Step Up President. It's yeah, my mum and dad watch it. It's, cool. like, it's a bit too long. But yeah, because my favourite mm. presidents in movies are the ones where it's just like someone really awesome and famous playing it, but they're like, not really the main draw. Yeah, okay. Like, Jamie Foxx in White House Down was pretty good. He's basically just playing Barack Obama. Though. Cool. Like, mm-hmm. I like the... They've always got names like um, Bill Stedman. Presence yes. and stuff yeah, like that, you okay, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like... steady hands. Yeah, yeah precisely. Um, oh, Can I just say one last thing about Tool Oh, well? Jack Nicholson in uh, Mars Attacks. Fuck, well. okay, yes. great. Yeah. Real fucking good. Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah. Um, one last thing about Tool, by the way. Um, Are we coming to Spotify? This Friday. Oh, great. This cool. Friday? It's this Friday. Oh. Um, Tool's music apparently is going to be hitting streaming services. Manna from Heaven. Wow, yeah, cool. Finally. So, uh, anyone listening, come Friday, roll up a big old fatty, <laughs> then mushrooms, absinthe, all of that stupid <laughs> stuff that people think they have to do before listening to prog rock, and then listen to some tour this weekend. Finally. I'm so excited to listen to Last Finally, you know, I have to use nice. a YouTube playlist to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I still have the CDs, but I don't have a CD player. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. yeah. And um, I've looked into buying the records and. They are out of print and incredibly expensive. Maybe wait for a new one to drop. Yeah, I think yeah, some promos. Yeah, yeah exactly. there'll, there'll be some big box yeah. or something. Yeah, definitely. You've got to cash in, it's been um, long enough. But I'm incredibly excited. Cool. I, I, I've like missed that band and I forgot how much I like them because their music's not super accessible. It sounds weird in this day where you can just go to someone and buy a CD or everything's on YouTube, but mm-hmm. if you actually want to listen to it, like, like I, I like to listen to it on Spotify or I like to listen to like, the actual record, like, and, but it's not on there. It feels like you kind of lost something. Yeah. It's well, weird, very like, strange, isn't it? isn't it? Do you know what? I think this leads us perfectly onto a uh, conversation what? because today... Speaking of long-awaited albums. Well... Speaking of something we wish we could... No. Uh, but, uh, I, speaking of something we wish we could lose. I got a little, uh, little screenshot for you, which I will put up but this is the reason that i love spotify oops something went wrong (laughs) yeah good (laughs) yep when trying to listen to this album uh that we've been talking about covering for a very long time i wasn't this lucky to get this my spotify just says oops (coughs) something went wrong (laughs) yeah i wish i was that lucky (laughs) yeah because i think what it's been 13 years since the last tool album yep which is mental long time like nearly half of our lives yeah um and also, uh, how so? How long was the gap between these this album and the previous one? Fourteen. Fourteen years. Fourteen. It's two thousand eight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And oh, then, I thought it was. Oh, okay. I thought it was longer than that. I think so. It felt long. Okay, cool. All right, do I'm, it. Do I'm it. Spill the beans, guys. Uh, we're talking about Guns and Roses, Chinese Democracy. Whoop whoop uh, whoop 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 whoop. No. Um, where do we start? Okay, Guns and Roses. I almost feel like. Last track. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Skip to the end. Uh, Prostitute. Wasn't that the last song? I think it's called Prostitute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, so I feel like... It almost, ties in with Rocket Queen. I feel almost <laughs> silly. Because um, he fucks one in the studio. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, right. I thought it was someone's girlfriend. 
No, I don't think so. I that think they said that. Rocket Queen was. Rocket Queen was. Um, I thought it was a Ste- prostitute they hired. No, it was Stephen Adler's girlfriend. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he okay. was. He was not very happy. I can imagine about yeah. it. Well, he's, <laughs> but he's also got the royalties <laughs> off. Yeah. After that, destruction is live. I feel it feels almost silly doing an introduction for Guns N' Roses for people who don't know them. Because I feel like... Because you, you probably do. You were just born Don't knowing their songs. Yeah, you just know. But Guns N' Roses, notorious 80s rock band, Axl Rose, Slash, Duff, Izzy Stradlin, and... Stephen Adler. Stephen Adler, the original lineup. Uh, the ultimate LA, grimy, kind of like... I wouldn't say Perfect band, rock and roll Perfect band. rock yep. and roll band. Yeah, exactly. Bridging the gap, I would say, between like 80s, like glam and hair rock and yep. like... The like aesthetic of like Aerosmith. grunge as well in yeah. the early nineties. A lot of good headwear as well. Yeah, yeah. headwear. Oh, yeah. Like great. Yeah. yeah, cowboy boots, Doc Martens, ripped jeans, leather jackets, like looking like they're on the come down constantly. Now, things changed. I think they had. Yeah, they had a danger to rock and roll. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it, Oh my god! Right, we'll we'll talk about appetite yeah, destruction. At some exactly, point, it's the best. Uh, then they <laughs> all, it all kind of fell apart in the early nineties when yep. they brought out their second albums. Uh, Axl Rose kind of took control of the band. Yep. Everyone either quit or got fired. Yep. And then they just went. They kind of vanished off the face of the earth for like a really <coughs> long time. Uh, and all this time, Axl Rose was promising a new Guns N' Roses album with like a completely new lineup. Yep. And the album was called Chinese Democracy. And why, yeah, Jim? Because it was never going to happen. I've probably yeah. clever. Genius. Yeah, very that clever. That's why it's uh, yeah. called that. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hate it even more. <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> Spoiler like, my feelings on this album. But she is like, that's something which a lot of people right now in the news really want. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah, Guns N' Roses, 2008, bring out Chinese Democracy. The um, end. It, <laughs> yeah, to like no fanfare or applause. Like it tanked. It absolutely tanked. Yeah. I um, mean, it cost too much money to ever really be a hit. It, yeah, but I think even then, if they had sold like 10 million copies, which even but even in 2008 for something like that, what yeah. should be the comeback album Guns N' Roses? That is possible. That is, but there's some units you can shift. But um, it's so insane. Like Usual Illusion One and Two are insane albums because there's like so much going on. But like yeah. there is at least a consistency in the sound across no, those albums. This album's a mess. Do you remember when we first listened to it? Yeah. It was at CX. I did. Yeah. And we got four tracks into it and stopped. We tried it. we tried to listen to we it tried. for fourteen years and we stopped after four <laughs> tracks. <laughs> and I think what at least one of those was because there was no one near the C D player to pause yeah, it. Turn it off. Um God, what we get we gonna talk through this one track by track or uh, I think so, but what I would like to quickly do yeah. is just just quickly go through uh, the artists involved. I yeah. think is maybe a good place to start. Because that's the crazy thing about... Buckethead. So, we've got Axl Rose on lead vocals, Robin Flink on guitar. Uh, <laughs> shit, hang on. Robin Flink on guitar on all tracks, keyboards on tracks three and five, acoustic guitar track ten, arrangements, editing, and initial production. Ron Bumblefoot Thal, guitar. Buckethead, guitar, all tracks except 7 and 13. Acoustic... So Buckethead did play on the album then? Yeah. yeah. Acoustic guitar on track 5 and arrangements on tracks <clears throat> 2, 8 and 10. <laughs> 4 Tobias, guitar on tracks 1, 3 to 7, 9, 11, 12 and 14. <laughs> Piano on track 6, arrangements on tracks 1 and 11. Richard Fortas, who's actually still in the band at the minute and he's yeah. amazing. Guitar on tracks 1, 3 to 4, which is also just 3 and 4. Um, Are six... they all on 3 and 4 so far? I feel like uh, they've all been on at least track three. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Stinson, bass guitar, all tracks except five. <laughs> Backing <laughs> vocals on one, three, four, six, and nine. Arrangements on track nine. Brian, Brain, Manchia. Uh, is that Brain from Primus? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, it might be. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And Godflesh as well. Okay, he's fucking sick. Drummer. And he's also played yeah. with like, okay. Tom Waits, Bootsy Collins. Well, he yeah. did drums on all tracks except one. Arrangements, tracks two to four, six, <laughs> ten, twelve, fourteen. Initial production on tracks two and ten. Engineering on track ten. Drum machine and drum programming, track eleven. Logic Pro Engineering. Frank Ferrer, also drums. He <laughs> 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 was <laughs> Shit. He was on tracks 1, 3, 5, 6, and 11, along with Brain on drums. Dizzy Reed. It's like was... Slipknot. <laughs> Dizzy Reed was keyboards on tracks 1 to 4, 6 to 9, 11 and 14. Backing vocals on tracks 1, 3, 4, 6, and 9. Synthesizers, tracks 4, 6, 13, 14. Piano, tracks 4 and 5. Arrangements, tracks 4, 6, 12, 14. Wait, what was his first instrument? Keyboards. Oh, you did piano right at the end. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Pittman. Also did keyboards on tracks 1 to 8, 10, 12, and 13. Sub-bass on every track. <laughs> Synthesizers, tracks 4, 6, 13, and 14. Bass drum programming on 5, 6, and 12. Backing vocals, tracks 1, 3, and 6. 12-string guitar, drum machine, and string machine, track 5. What is a string machine? I have no idea. A Mellotron, okay. track 6. Arrangements on tracks 5, 6, 12, 13. <laughs> Digital editing, tracks 5, 12, 13. Engineering on track 1, and additional production. <laughs> this is like a Spinal Tap joke. <laughs> I know. John Freese well, did arrangements. I forgot that Chris Pittman also did some Logic Pro engineering Sorry. as well. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Start again. John Freese did arrangements. <laughs> then we've got... <laughs> now, Wait, what tracks did you arrangements on, Sorry. Oh, it's sorry, weird. It's weird. he did them on 4, 6, 9 and 14. You say it's this many people, but it's got such a coherent, cohesive sound for a whole album. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting to make that joke as well. Yeah, that's so well, weird. Uh, a horse designed by committee. This, now it gets fucking mental. That's the band. Yeah. This is... Imagine touring with that lineup. Well, well now Josh, we've got Josh additional... Josh doesn't actually play any drums, he just arranges tracks yeah. for other people. He does loads of shit like that. Yeah. Josh he's great. He's a gun for hire. Uh, additional musicians, we've got Marco Beltrami... Orchestra and Arrangements on tracks 4, 6, 12, 13, 14. Paul Buckmaster, Orchestra and Arrangements, tracks 4, 6, 12, and 14. How many of these are Axel pseudonyms, do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Susie Katayama, Arrangements that on tracks 6, 12, yeah. 13. And French Horn on track 12. Our boy, Sebastian Bach, only on track 10 as backing vocals. And I could not what? tell as well. I didn't know. No. Yeah, I had no idea. No. And he's got a very powerful voice. And Patty Hood played the harp on track 13. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Patty Hood. Oh, okay. So... That's where we're standing with the people How that made this that? album. Oh, shit. It's also worth noting that only one of those people is actually in Guns N' Roses <laughs> proper. Yeah. Um, 17 people. It, yeah. And a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> I disagree, because we're here right now talking about it. Yeah, no, I meant, yeah, I meant the three of us. No, I'm <laughs> not even on about the band. The best way I could describe this album is, you know how you get like... <laughs> you know how you get like artists like uh, Michael Jackson or Tupac or Biggie who they've died but they've left behind loads of demos and loads of like vocal tracks and, and ideas stuff like that. And, and, ideas, yeah. Yeah. and then they've brought in a modern producer to kind of put it all together to try and make an album out of it. No, it's, it, no, it's it, like they've taken all of that, printed it to tape, found a, uh, a modern artist 
to insert all of this into their anus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, it's like if and they cack got, it against it's like they got, It's like they got... Uh, like Axel died in like 1994 after recording all of his vocal tracks and they got Ross Robinson in to actually put it together circa Wait. 2003 then didn't release it till 2008 his vocals aren't good enough for that to have been the case yeah yeah. hang on talking of conspiracies are we doing okay. a Paul is dead this but d- with uh, Axel Rose Axel maybe Axel did die no that's definitely well, Axel he was Rose. in that car with Paul well. McCartney yeah <laughs> Nathan Levine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we saw this when actual members of Guns N' Roses did die and then come back to life. Like they, a, few, a couple of them did do the Nicky Six yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Slash. It was very popular at the time, died. you know? Did. Slash died. Yeah. yeah. And um, Steven Adler as well, I think. He like, had a stroke. Yeah. I think, but I know, oh, I think Duff and Slash have been legally dead at one point. Yeah. Clinic, legally. Legally. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Axel got them out of the band. Uh, excuse me, do you have a permit for that death? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's exactly how he got them out of the band. He's on control every day. Um, you got a death license, mate. Whereas I feel like <laughs> Axel is still Axel. Like the things he's doing now are too weird yes. to be anyone else. They're very specific eccentricities, eccentricities even. Um, but like, it's almost like he forgot. Apparently, the story behind like the weird inconsistency of the album and why it took so long is that. Every couple of years, he would discover a new band that he loved. 14 and then, years. Then he would immediately <laughs> want the album to sound exactly like that. So he would rewrite, rearrange stuff and get people to re-record it. So at one point in the late 90s, like he really got into Nine Inch Nails. And he wanted yeah. everything to be super electro. And they actually released a song. I can't remember what it's called. It was like the only Guns N' Roses song for years. And it was like this really, like industrial oh, do you remember that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I just realised this is like me like in the summer holidays after leaving school saying I'm going to start making an album and then releasing it now <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely an insane amount of time when you think about it <laughs> Jesus Dan please tell us that you started making an yeah, album yeah, yeah. yeah I've got a big announcement to make at the end of this podcast <laughs> What's the name of your solo album? Huh? What's the name of your album? Dan by Dan. Dan by Dan. No, I can think of better than that. I'll think of one. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's let's do so this. So that was the album. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't remember what the name of that weird song was. That's I'm fine. It'll come it. back to us. Yeah, in fact, you know if anyone remembers, like tweet at us or yeah. email us because it's gonna kill me because I'm hearing it and thinking, do I like Guns N' Roses? <laughs> yeah. Like it was like, yeah, Jeremy. Got some hard but decisions anyway, to make. To me, I think this, you know, this album's probably gonna be good because it's from the guys who made Appetite for Destruction, which is a perfect album. You would have hoped. Yeah. So. Well. <laughs> track one: Chinese Democracy. Oh my God. Is the name of a song? I think. Oh my god. Oh, oh yeah, that was well it. Oh my done. god. Yeah. Yeah. It's from End of Days. That was it. Oh well my god. So, and it's fucking terrible. Yeah. So it's a double whammy of shit because End of Days is not a good movie <laughs> either. I love Arnie. Sorry to. That's yeah. fine. Oh my. Yeah, thank you. No, that's. No, oh, it's good. We have to sleep at night now. Yeah, I was going to say I'll be boring away into your brain, <laughs> boys. Cool. Charge Boxing. This was like the most anticlimactic opening to a song. I know. Also, I have a question yeah. about this. Yeah. There are a bunch of voices in the background at the very start. Yeah. Yeah. Are they speaking Chinese? I I thought this this morning when and I was walking through listening it. Yeah, I thought it was. I'm not sure. Yeah, and the way he talks things about it in the chorus, he says something like he talks about you've got this that your iron glove and stuff like that. Then at the end, he's like he talks about like masturbation. Then he goes, "All I need is time," implying that 
given enough time, Axel will bring democracy to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. people's communist Republic of oh, China. Yeah. And what I will say about this song is, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. But it sounded like what his personal interpretation of Modern Guns N' Roses might be. Okay, and yeah. I thought, oh, if your SV album sounds like this, it won't be good, but it'll be like a boring rock album. Yes. Because it's quite a conventional <laughs> rock song. This it one. really is, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. it's like, oh, okay, it's not great, but it's like an opening track. And then, yeah. I kind of wanted more of that on this album. That's what I mean. That's yeah. What, at least right? if you'd have had it's that. Not, it's not actually a very rocking album. It gets super ballady really quickly. Yeah. yeah. But if it had been more like this, because I literally I thought, oh, maybe I don't remember this album as well as I thought I did. Yeah. Because this one's terrible, but it's, 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 it sounds like a rock song. And then... Yes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so my, the first thing that I would like to say yeah. as well is that Axel's pipes haven't aged. Like, he sounds great. The production is weird because Some of the tracks he sounds like a really old man. Yeah, but he likes doing yeah. his like, I know, voices. I know, but he sounds like you know. his voice, doesn't he? Um, yeah. He but, sounds a bit haunted. But <laughs> 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 Sounds dusty. Yeah. But... I don't think his performance is any of the problem. No, I mean, he's committing to the singing. Yeah. Definitely. Some of the, some of the production's weird, because most of... In fact, the whole album, his vocals are so on top of everything... Yeah. ...that it sounds like you're listening to two things at once. Yes. Yeah. And it's... It, I just found it so fucking hard to take in all the time. It's such It's a, exhausting. I yeah. thought it might have been my headphones uh, from work, but then I use my personal ones... And no, it's definitely the production's just... It's weird. Cause, yeah, because also, cause I, I got some spiffy new over here <laughs> headphones. Uh, I won't mention the brand, but... Was this I, the first but, album you listened to? But I didn't forget about Dre. <laughs> <laughs> was he... Uh... Uh, no, it wasn't the first album. The first album I listened to actually was um, Baroness's Yellow and Green. Nice. Great. Yeah, because there's lots of nice little guitar and, like, and stuff like that. Which that's is a really good album. Re- yeah, that's a great... That's a long <laughs> album as well. It's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Shame we can't talk about it. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the thing is, though, if you talk about Axel's vocals, Axel's vocals, like, you wouldn't even think twice about it with the music. Like, Honestly, uh, Velvet Revolver must have come out before then. And like when I heard Sliver, yeah, it, like yeah. Sliver sounded more like a Guns N' Roses song. Yeah, Sliver's a banger. Song. I'm gonna say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's, definitely. That whole album, really fat wicked. riff. Yeah, the first yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's a great album. What there's a song called like Do It for the Kids or Not Stay Together for the Kids. Got Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, but there's something a song like yeah. that. Was re- there's a lot of good songs on that album. Yeah, and, and, there's, and there's, it, there's also four to pieces, but there's also a lot of good songs on that I, album. Yeah, I don't even mind that. I think, and the vocals really suit it, even though it's not, it's not Axel, yeah. obviously. Yeah, it so scratches the, really good. the itch yeah. that Guns N' Roses left. Yeah, Whereas Guns N' Roses give you some no. whole other rash. Yeah, um, right, fuck this. Shackler's Revenge. Here we go. <laughs> the worst. Honestly, the opening of this, it sounds like the menu music from like FIFA 96 or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that. Bow, 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 yeah, bow, or like bow, the non licensed music they have in like a Tony Hawk's game or something. Yeah, or like, no, no, no. A Matt Hoffman game. Yeah, or like the sort of weird background noises in the menu of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, bow, it's bow, awful. Bow, bow. It's like, um, it's got like a kind of um, spine shank kind of vibe to it. It's one of those. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah terrible. Yeah. So, uh, or I just like actually, a corn region. Okay, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like. Um, he tried to write a Rob Zombie style song yes. and the best he could do was a Power Man 5000 song. Okay. Yeah. There was 
There was one bit that I did actually really like. Is it the title track, Shackler's Revenge? It's Keep in mind, in my head, I think Shackler is a person. And not a, not a slave and not a jailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I first read it, before I clocked on, it was obviously someone who is a jailer or a, a slave owner. I just, yeah, like you, I thought Shackler was a Yeah, I thought guy, maybe, yeah. maybe someone who knew from LA back in like 84. Scanning all song lyrics to find a yeah. mention of Shackler. <laughs> Where was he? <laughs> Yes. Uh, the one bit that I did like is the end of it. The pre-chorus where it has the kind of disco beat. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> really? Which I, you, uh, hang on, we'll, we'll play a little bit. Yeah. yeah. My check. <laughs> <laughs> FIFA. This is not what I want from Guns N' Roses. Slightly. Track two as well. I know. This is also one of the rock songs in the album. I know. But if you could... <laughs> if you were going to this album for like rocking songs, this is like maybe two of what four? Yeah. Maybe five of a fourteen. So, tracks. lots of tracks of this album. He layers his vocals, but not in like a harmony way. I like this. It's really dance. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, this is great. If you if you were in like a late nineties like an action thriller, and you have to go into a techno club. This would be playing. Yeah. I I was really into that. Wait, let's just hit that chorus real quick. Uh. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? This Out of context, <laughs> that sounds okay. Out of context, yeah. this is fine. But then it goes back into it again. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's wah, one wah, bit in, wah, wah, in wah, wah, particular wah, wah. that I fucking hate about this song <laughs> that I really need to play on this cast. <laughs> it's like they're Why? Doing... Where the fuck are they doing that? It's like they're doing the, was it the Piltdown Man from uh, um, Michael for Tubular Bells. Oh, you know he's doing the, the, the vocal a bit, yeah. Here's the, I imagine when you've Vocalist, got like what? How, how many people did we realize worked on the album? There were seventeen, 17 musicians. People. So in my head, that we know of the way I'm thinking about this is like uh, they're all recording all of their bits one at a time. They'll leave the studio, then someone will come in and go, mm, "What can I add to this song to add my own touch to it?" And so yeah. they'll go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Just to get something on the oh record, and then, but no one knows what the previous person's done, so you just come and add something on. Oh no, it's like yeah. a disgusting trifle. It's like exquisite corpse, you know, when someone draws a head and then you pass it on, and yes. then someone has to draw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing before we move on to the next one, but this goes for every single track. Yes. Is it's I shit. found it so difficult. Insert sound of a toilet flushing. <laughs> no, sorry. I found it so difficult to understand a single lyric. Because yeah. there are so yep. many, many lyrics. So many, well, and so many axles on yeah. each yeah. thing. I mean, his layered vocals, I was just saying, aren't, they don't sound like he's layered them to make harmonies. He's just like, he wants you to think there's four different <laughs> axles. Like, they've come through different time zones or time it's, periods. It's like this the axle multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is the. <laughs> The convergence of the axles means my that Chinese democracy is upon us. In my universe, I'm known as a baritone singer. <laughs> Terrible. It's so bad. Like, he's not even trying to, like, make them yeah. like, harmonise. It's just... I'm the axle that stayed with... Yeah. Yeah, where's the LA guns? That's the axle that was like... Do you know which one I mean, though? 
You know which one. Oh, I, mean. I want President Axel to come in. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. I want. I, you need like one like really bloody uh, and bruised Axel who's got like you know a leather jacket with sleeve missing, and he's like come from like a post-apocalypse where like grunge never took off and like his <laughs> rock just kept imploding and imploding and imploding until the decadence destroyed everything. I mean, we've literally written an entire musical yeah, about that. Yeah, we so actually have, have, we? Oh, oh god, right, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Track three. Better. Ironic. Okay. Cool. Better. Does anyone? Track three of fourteen. <laughs> Can I just say as well? Does anyone think Axel may have gone through a breakup or twelve over the course of making this album? A breakdown or twelve? <laughs> because there are so many songs that all sound like how either friends or loved yeah. ones have done him wrong. Sorry is a very good example of that. Yeah, Sorry. I was going to say the uh, the victim of every song is it's Axel. Axel. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's so telling as to like what he genuinely thinks about. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. I'm always a massive Axel apologist. Yes. I don't want his songs where he's for victim of him. Really? Yeah. You know when he drops the end bomb. Yeah, I've got some notes about that. Oh my god. Get in the ring, he's like setting a lot of scores, you know? Yeah. 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 Hot... The thing is though, like a man who's known for his shitty behaviour in public, <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, somehow he is the victim he, in all of this. He has mellowed out recently, I get the impression. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're all recording together, then... Well, not all of them. Yeah, but, but you know, like, a huge part of, like, getting the old band back together... Cha-ching. ...was, what well, I mean, is the money, for one, and the amazing story that uh, they delayed the reunion by, like, a year so Slash could go for his divorce proceedings so his oh, well. ex-wife mm. didn't get a penny from the union and kept it quiet, which... <laughs> that's so... Yeah. You can take, that's, that's good business. You can take the yeah. lad out of Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also the fact that apparently when they go back together, it's like, I don't know if it was like part of like the rules or whatever, but all the other the guys who came back had to apologise to Axel. Like... Axel didn't apologise to them for like oh, going it's, crazy. There's a bunch of shit. Like that. apparently Slash... Like, I mean, ka-ching. You must right. show contrition. Um, uh, do you know what? I, I'd bend beneath the amount of money they made. They, yeah. could, they could basically buy their own sort of like South American nation. Like we're, not have... getting, we're not getting into that again either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Better. Better. Um, uh, I actually thought the song was okay and it stopped comparatively. I think and that it reminds it started, me a little bit. It start, starts me? off very use your illusion. No, I need to get this out. It starts off very user illusion. I know, I do remember this one because, yeah. Yeah, because we listened to it like. Yeah, we both slagged it off. I can't yeah. believe this is five minutes long. Oh, wait, no, also. <laughs> it feels like three times longer. Also, his vocals as well at the start yeah. are something else. Like, they're oh. so high and nasally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, the, uh, we'll play a little clip yeah. in a sec, but the, the intro sounds like he's trying to do a peeping Tom thing, as yeah. in Mike Patton's band. Oh, <laughs> your, yes. your <laughs> <laughs> Which dimension is this Axel from? No, yeah. He's from uh, Earth exactly 69, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, yeah, trying being the optimal yeah. word there. Which is ironic, because of how much they hate each other. Yeah, I can see that. And also, Mike Patton did it 14 years before this. Yeah. <laughs> so, alright, cool. Let's do it. It's the fact that he tries to... Oh, the intro to this also sounds like some fucking like Nanny Kravitz shit as well. Yeah. Can you see what I mean? He's yeah. trying to do that pattern, but he just sounds weird. Oh. Yeah. Also, drums. guys, you remember Guns N' Roses? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, sweet child of mine. Timberland involved. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> This bit sounds I, like proper Guns N' Roses. I like this. Yeah, it sounds like usual Guns N' Roses. I mean, the rest of it. It doesn't keep it up. No. But that sounds like Axel. 
Yeah, yeah. This is this is good. Actual singular as well. Not like. Yeah. I do want to know that this is this is better. It's literally okay. better. Yeah. Um. I don't have anything else to say about this song. In fact, it's one of the better songs album. But Street I just want to say the intro to this next song. Just maybe just like play through because it's, oh, it's shit. really hot. Yeah, it's okay. so good. It's, it's so cliche. My yeah, my um, my notes just say Axel voice on the opening line sounds hilarious. After that, he sounds like Axel, but when he keeps going to that one melody, yep. he yeah. sings in the weirdest register. So strange. <laughs> no one to tell him no. This first line delivery. I can also imagine he gets in like a song where it's like, listen, 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 uh, everything I do by Brian Adams is a huge hit. <laughs> I want a big hit on my... Wait for it. This is what I was making fun of. I think. <laughs> this is very, like, so This feels Guns This is like breakdown, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing just now. It's like he's. <laughs> what is he doing? It's like he's auto tuned his own auto tune performance as well. This is not the this is not the last time that this character will turn up. And there's this Axel. Yeah. Axel's back. Yeah. yeah that's Don't Axel. worry, he goes back. He <laughs> <laughs> sounds really old and really like <laughs> really old. Or Axel playing like like a crying orphan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! The so- the solo it- on this track goes on and on and on and yeah. on and on, but in no particular direction. No, um, and I think one thing is like it's going like, down the wrong street. And you've still got another ten songs after it. Which <laughs> is All of the guitar sounds on this as well, like the solo tones, they've put in like pitch shifters and like everything's got a million wah pedals on. Yeah, it. and I think that they've tried to make the guitar tones sound to, like it's they've tried to make it sound so different that now everything sounds exactly the same yeah there's no unique sounding guitar on this no. it all just sounds identical yeah. I could not tell you who is playing what nope I could well, neither could Axel too no. many <laughs> too many lineup changes do they have a bucket on a head that would help me narrow it down <laughs> yeah. I think he wasn't even known as Buckethead until he met Axel I was oh, like, okay, put this on I, don't, I can't tell you guys sorry I don't think we I think we glossed over this Buckethead is a man who wears a KFC. <laughs> <laughs> I completely glossed over this moment. What a... I was even thinking how to try and explain Buckethead to another human being. I can't. I hope you all sat down for this. <laughs> uh, he's a man who wears a KFC bucket on his head and a white face mask. And he's, had, and he, and he's got like... <laughs> me and Lewis want to spend I'm not kidding. Me and Lewis want to spend a lunch break going through his albums. He's got about 120 solo albums. Also, he's like... <laughs> Six foot seven, and he has like fingers like ET. Yeah, he's weird, man. <laughs> and mm. we once found someone who made like a buckethead role playing game on the internet with like stats and cards and stuff. I like always that. thought like the whole buckethead thing was meant to be a way of taking the piss out of um, Slash because he has like the dark curly hair, yeah. and where Slash wears a top hat, he'd wear like the KFC. But he's bucket. a thing before joining. But yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. But, but like also, time, also it's called Buckethead. Yeah, and also, the fucking richness of Buckethead taking the piss out of yeah. Slash. <laughs> <laughs> Is Buckethead in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, Guns N' Roses are. Does that by proxy include him? No. Cause oh, no he... shit, because it's, it's not Guns N' Roses, right, there, isn't it? It's Axel's Guns N' Roses. I can't re- Maybe. 
I remember like there's loads Ugh. of disputes with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame about oh, what lineup goes in, and they always want basically the most famous iconic lineup. But I think, of it, course, yeah, which but, makes sense. But I think they will take a um, like just a band just so we can say we've got Guns N' Roses in there. Yeah. Um, I think when Metallica went in, Dave Mustaine did not go in with them, even though he played with them his credits as a songwriter on the first two albums. Yeah. But you can kind of see why he yes. would, but also why he wouldn't as yeah, well. I would say yeah. that when I think of Metallica, he's not one of the first four people I think of. No. no also, it makes I, wouldn't say he's, had... I wouldn't say he's one of the first six people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense that they had Newstead and um, Rob here both yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, can I just make a correction about Buckethead? He's got 307 albums. <laughs> Not 84. As I first thought, I was exaggerating with 84. Um, yeah. Yeah. 307. This no, is true. To think Buckethead has 307 albums and you've been working on that one record. It's going to be worth it. Just you wait. What, since high school. What a summer delight it's going to be. Oh, God. Right. Cool. Uh, Let's do it. Uh, if the world. I also just want to say as well, by this point, this is where I got bored of this album. Yeah. Except because this is how far he made it the first time. Yeah, except the intro to If a World is fucking incredible. It's like again, it's like he when Santana had that huge big comeback. Yeah, in the in the late nineties, and Axel was like, "I need a piece of that as well." Just like the ocean. Yeah, let's do it. I love the intro to this song. Jim Jim literally writhed with excitement. (laughs) Guns and Roses. Yeah. Oh, you like Appetite for Destruction? Yeah. Oh man. Do you know what this is? This is from a movie where. Someone said, Where are we going? <laughs> I mean, it cuts to a bit that says Morocco. <laughs> I mean, it cuts to a cool character walking through the streets of yeah. like uh, or, Marrakesh. Or it's them, or the two main characters are just walking through the desert, yeah. unprompted. Like, it's how the, did they even get in there? It's, no, Vin Diesel and the gang. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a Chiron quiz. There's, there's only one place we can hide out Morocco. <laughs> His vocals as well. <laughs> Piercing. Just absolutely piercing. Um, We've got so many fucking songs to get through. Yeah, I God, there's a lot of these I don't remember, honestly. Um Axel Rose's deal is that he likes the Guns Rolling Roses. Stones. Yeah. He likes Elton John. And his name Queen, is Anagram of And he likes sex. Aerosmith. Like that's his jam. Yeah. That's his deal. But he kind of maybe on this album especially really imagined himself being like a songwriter, like all of these like contemporaries yeah. that popped up in the in the early nineties. <sighs> Uh, that one's really bad, but the next song there was a time. Okay, so this is another. God, so many breakup type stuff on this song. Oh my god! But I've realized also this song as well. There was time. I think this one also has like an endless solo, which just keeps going on yeah. and on and on and on. But also, it's about, about a breakup and how he was the good guy and however he's broken up with as the evil person. But also, there was which a is time, a, really, a really cool trope. Yeah, there was a time also. Abbreviate it's down to twat as well, which I think. <laughs> Cannot be a coincidence. Oh, well done. A cry for help. (laughs) (laughs) He keeps hiding the word twat in his songs. It's it's desperately... Can you pick a number between 1 and 306? (laughs) Uh, 79. Okay, 79. So you didn't want Mermaid Stairwell, fair enough. Uh, 79, yeah? 79. We're going through Buckethead albums here, guys. Uh, Monument Valley. Nice. Because that was the um, album that was a follow-up to Hide in the Pickling Jar, <laughs> uh, which also was a ro- follow-up to Rollercoaster Track Repair. So. 
Um, Go on. Uh, uh, 212. 212. Excellent choice, sir. Let's take a look. It's been a wheel. I'd do anything not to talk about uh, Chinese democracy. <laughs> 212 is a part of the Halloween section. So this is 25 days to Halloween, window fragment. Followed by released? 24 days to Halloween, screaming scout. Yeah, was he releasing one of his arms a day? Sometimes he was, yeah. Yeah, in October he was. It's a real testament to the quality. Yeah, <laughs> he was probably recording them the day before. Right. Yeah. Let's get to out. it. So right. this, is, this is actually fucking great. He gets to Happy Halloween, so with a shamrock, followed by 365 days to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, good job. This track, one thing that I did notice about the whole album, actually. Well, if again, the world or. If the, uh, no, on there twat. was a time. On Twat. Twat. Now we're, now we're talking Twat. twat. Yeah. Um, New segment, Talking Twat. Talking Twat with your boys. Um, the good thing about the Use Your Illusions albums, right, is that they're really. There's some really eclectic stuff yeah. going on, but like there are tempo changes and yep. it massively mm. shifts in direction. Yeah, it does. And there's some really good songs on there. And that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but on this album, every single track starts exactly as it goes on. It does, it yeah. It doesn't fucking no. go anywhere. Do you know why? Because you didn't have West Arcade, oh, right? <laughs> oh, man. And so this one, um, it, there was a part in it where Axel's really going high singing, I'd do anything for you. And I was like, oh, this is where it ends. Then I checked, and there was three minutes three, left of yeah, the song. Yeah. That's 42% more song to go. Yeah. Um, this morning when I was uh, when I arrived at work and I was listening to it, I was making a cup of tea, and people just were saying hello to me. And like, I could, I was like, I'm going to take my, my headphones off. Uh, <laughs> and I could just hear these solos raging on and on and oh. on. And I had like a five-minute com- yeah, five conversation, came back, the solos were still going yep. on. Um, but they adds nothing twat. to the song. Twat, yeah, it's fucking twat of the song. Um, it's so weird because, like, yeah, like Slash is such a fucking good lead guitarist. Yeah, he's so good. And spe- like, it's like listening. Okay, I listened to Appetite on Sunday. Uh, just walk, go for a walk, put it on. It's incredible. Every song on that, even if like the tempo is pretty, like it hits you nonstop. Yeah. But, like every song has something fun and yep. interesting going on. Yeah. And actual like melodies that are good. Yeah. And choruses. Yeah. Um, it's good this, songwriting, right? Yeah. It's just incredible. <laughs> this has. I cannot. I could not sing back to you a single chorus. No. Maybe better. No. Uh. No. You better. There you go. That's uh, it. That's it. What about capturing the rye? Next track. I uh, can't remember it. Honestly, can't remember how this one nope. goes at all. <coughs> no. I think I think it's another ballad though. Almost definitely. I think it's another. The guitar ballad. solo was good in this one. I noted. Okay, it's a cool guitar solo. Because after this, I noticed the, the next two songs, which is like scraped, which is a really bad one. Uh, excuse me. Hang on. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, we're getting to scrape now. We're gonna get into this. Okay. How can you slag off anything that starts with this? <laughs> Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> what was he thinking? Did he did this get on the album by accident? Council of Axles. <laughs> oh my god. Three minutes thirty of that. That's awful. Oh my god. Axel heard the cocktoo twins and thought I could do that. <laughs> I've never heard this entire half of the album before, yeah, right? Yeah, same. Because it's impossible to listen to. When did Glee come out? 
<laughs> do you think he got an idea for his like, I oh, could it do, I could do the, vocal only singing. It wasn't for another five years after this. Oh, Jesus. At for, least. No. No, it, it no, wasn't. I was, no. no. Shit, dude. Oh, my God. Like, I was crying with laughter. It sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was yeah. 2009 to 2015. Oh, so just after. Okay. Yeah. So maybe uh, they were inspired. He's just like, yeah, acapella. I can do that. And he, get, he gives up. <laughs> This is terrible. What's the next one called? What's that really? Riyadh and the Bedouins. In the Bedouins. Oh, is it like he just sings it at the end? It's like one of those things where I bet he was really proud of that title because he thought. No, he, he sings it all the way through. It's like the main chorus. Yeah, but he really hammers what did, it. At what the end, that, I don't. Know, I don't know what that. Don't know. Yeah, but I think he had means. a plan and it didn't go to plan. What is Riyadh and the Bedouin? He sings it at the start. It's just a bunch so, of people. I think okay. it's one of those titles which he was really proud of because he thought it would be something which loads of people would be asking about and not give a shit. <laughs> no one cared. Um, it's part Until of, now. So, this is amazing. As part of like the release and promotion of the album, um, they... Oh my God, this is so good. They struck up a deal with Best Buy where Best Buy purchased 1.3 millions of million copies of the album before release and pledged not to return unsold copies. <laughs> How does Axel get me all these people to agree to all these insane things? Also, can I just... How? Can I also just say that the total worldwide sales of the album is two million copies? <laughs> no! Yeah. So Best Buy... Best Buy... <laughs> Bought nearly every single copy. With 75% of the sales. Of copies without even hearing the album. Only 700,000 copies weren't bought in a Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Not, not in a Best Buy. Buy Best, Best Buy. Yeah. yeah. This isn't yeah, even yeah. sold through. This is just, we, we're going to buy these and put them on the shelf. And, and we're, we're not allowed to send them back. Yeah, and we will not send them back. At least 50% of those circulate CEX in the UK. So. Yeah. Unless, unless they said, right, we believe in this album we're going to buy 1.5 million or whatever it was. And Axel kind of had a suspicion, like, fine, but on one condition. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you're going to need to, because this thing's going to be flying off shelves. You're going to have queues around the block, midnight launch, like, these songs have been on the radio for years. Okay, think about this, right? Appetite for Destruction. That album came out yeah. 20 years ago. We're still talking about it today. You hear Sweet Child of Mine all the time. How excited do you think people are going to be for the follow-up to that record, right? Yeah. From oh, Guns N' Roses. They're going to be like, yeah. hot kicks. Wow. The next song, and I don't think this... Better win. <laughs> terrible. It's fucking terrible. It's broke us. It's absolutely broke us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no more podcasts. Oh, uh, the next track, aptly named Sorry. Yeah. It's not fucking sorry enough. Yeah, a bit, bit late for that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been after track one. Yeah, sorry is just a word. Oh, it should have been the opening track. It's yeah. like, I'm sorry for about to what you're about to hear. But there's, there's a bit that Axel says that is incredible. I, His voice sounds mental. At the I think start. I've listened to this like twice, trying yeah. to get the Sebastian Bach vocals. It's also. Like, they're not dissimilar vocalists, which is another yeah. thing. Which makes me wonder was Sebastian Bach actually also the original alternative dimension Axel? Oh my god, and he broke through time. He broke through time first. Classic. To, to warn Axel. Classic Sebastian. That, okay, right, cool. We've done this. We've literally We've spoken about the same yeah, thing yeah, again. Okay. But uh, also. Just to be clear, he's not apologising to anyone, sorry. 
He's saying, I'm sorry. Basically, he's going, I'm sorry you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. you acted that That's way. That's what it said. Uh, there's a theme on this album of, I was definitely yeah. right and also innocent. Yeah. Yeah. So, listen, yeah. To, listen to his sorry. vocals. There's a line in particular where he says, but I don't want to do it. Just listen out for it. The delivery is batshit. <laughs> oh my god, I was, oh my god. Was he, was he putting on an accent? <laughs> I don't want to do it. No, I won't. He, he, he just got very childish all of a sudden. I, no, I, I, I don't want to do it. Please, Axel, we have to, also, we have to finish this vocal I don't take. want to do it. Also, you know like the vocal effects they put on like um, Andy Sandberg and Justin Timberlake in... in um, <laughs> Uh, dick in a box. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. If go go back to when you're singing. It sounds like when Lonely Island have to sing, and they put like the sort of um, not I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, 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 I can't remember the name of the effect. Yeah, it's Lonely um, Island are really good. Let's listen to it. It's them. like a phaser. Also, uh, the next song. Finally, a song about the IRS. Erwin R. Scheister, the classic wrestler. Uh, Mike Rotunda. It's interesting, because it, this album feels like some sort of tax dodge, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, money laundering was definitely involved somewhere. Yeah. That's the only way this could have happened. Like all, all, the pro, all the money made from that like 1.3 million copies sold to Best Buy, I think Axel gave to Mickey Rourke to get him some property in like, Russia <laughs> or something like that. Uh, I actually have literally nothing to say about the I track IRS. No, I don't really remember how it goes. In fact, the only notes that I do have are sounds like the last few songs. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I was, wasn't was into songs. I was just skipping through them in case it was like a really interesting yeah, bit. Yeah, dude. But it gets very like hard. piano ballady as well. We, can we go on to the next one? Can yeah. We jump can straight I say to as well, like, yeah. also, the spassing back thing is weird, but now I get why he was talking up this album so fucking much. Because he's on it. Because he's on it, yeah. But like, when he was like Axel spokesperson for ages when this came out, and now he's thinking, well, actually, if this album takes off and I've got a songwriting credit on it, then I could have some big royalties coming away. In fact, yeah. Axel's told me he's already sold 1.3 million copies. <laughs> 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 so I'm quids in already. Oh, man. Uh, so the next track is Madagascar. About his favourite uh, DreamWorks franchise. <laughs> oh, if only. At least then it'd be something, you know. So it samples a man... Oh, Martin Luther King speech, yeah. 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 Oh, man. So this this is the point that I wanted to bring up about that, actually. Is that... How did he get that? Well, I think so all this was his... 2008. In, I think it was like 92 on Three Sides to Every Story by Extreme. The whole album is basically about racism. And yeah. stuff. Like there's, and it's absolutely amazing. It's a really good concept album. And they use the I Have a Dream speech. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I said, so they did, they did that, what, 16 years before Axel did. Yeah. Except the difference is, is that they also haven't said the N-word in yeah, a song. On record, on record, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I wonder how we got the rights to this. Because... There was a film that came out called Selma okay, a yeah. few years ago, which is about Martin Luther King, and it's really great. But we didn't have the right to any; they didn't get the rights to any of his speeches, unless Axel owns them now. Maybe 
That seems like the insane thing that he would No, no, actually, no, but he doesn't own them. Yeah, they're owned by the. Actually, they're owned by the. The family. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's also weird that... Yeah, he didn't do like a Michael Jackson to Paul McCartney <laughs> and uh, bought his song rights from out from under him. Yeah, yeah he did. That. Was that after they'd recorded The Girl Is Mine? Oh, yeah, they were friends. They must have um, been after recorded it, yeah. They were friends and then Michael Jackson went and... <laughs> I paid him for his I, own songs. I, I, I heard, I heard <laughs> that's also, not a cool thing to do to your friend, I would say. But I, I also heard that, well, Paul's still standing. He, I wonder, God, where are his song rights now, then? That's going to be complicated. I think Paul's got them back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, and he also managed to get the general copyright laws changed yeah. in the industry to be extended, basically because he's lived longer than most people <laughs> yeah. with these kind of rights. That's true. He does not want to lose those Beatle rights. That's oh, well, fair enough. Imagine yeah. you also... I mean, License to print money. License to print money, but hey, also, that's also his, his life's work. Exactly. Like, why regardless he, of the money side of it, why... It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think Fascinating. that... I do not think that that law should expire before you do. No. No, it's mad, but, isn't um, it? Yeah. So, because apparently... Uh, Paul McCartney actually told I mean, why are we talking about the Beatles that's much better than this album <laughs> I have to say uh, we should do a Beatles episode but appa- yeah apparently as well, Paul McCartney was the one who advised Michael Jackson to, to basically <laughs> get the rights to his own music or like purchase song rights cause, and then that's what inspired Michael Jackson to then steal or buy Paul McCartney's it's insane. songs insane uh, this I love don't remember anything about his God, you can tell we don't talk about his album anymore yeah this I love. Uh, sounds like a Disney song with screeching. Uh, I really <laughs> wanted it to Disney go somewhere. Song. It did not do that. Yeah. yeah, a bad Disney song. It's not like I'll make a man out of you or anything. Oh good. God, no, no, like this crap. Not the Donny Osmond do classic. No. Oh, we saw the end credits. Was, what's he doing? I will survive. Walk out the door. These aren't the end credits. It, These are like you know when you get the film, and you get the end credits. And like I will then, survive that clip. <laughs> when you get, when you get the end credits, you get the the main song, the end credits. And then you also get the second song at the yeah. back half of the credits, which yeah, no one used to watch before yeah. we started doing Marvel style clips at the end. Like it's that's the song, that, you know. Yeah. yeah. I have nothing more to say about that. Yeah. No. This album's garbage. It's, it's absolute toilet music. Uh... I thought you were going to be a contrarian with the way you were hitting it. Oh no! I was no. I was going to say. <clears throat> so only in the day Nams asked me what I thought about it I said well we'll have to see it's pretty interesting it wasn't even that you can't know it tonight's going to be interesting because I, <laughs> I just I used a lot of different four letter words to describe it you were just <laughs> angry all day I still am it's just a waste yeah. of my time um, no I was going to pretend that I hadn't listened to it <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. to see how furious you got yeah. that you did <laughs> uh, no well I mean because I know you've listened to it already so <laughs> So I'd have made you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I'd have, I'd have had to if you did. I'd have gaffed at you to that chair and made you. <laughs> Prostitute. No. <laughs> nope. And not the amazing Isaac Hayes track from South Park, Prostitute. <laughs> oh, I thought you say not the amazing nope. prostitute Julia Roberts played in uh, <laughs> Pretty Woman. <laughs> One of the most uh, brilliant revenge stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is rubbish. Yeah. Um, I told you at the start. So, <laughs> but, so obviously the rumours now are that GNR are recording a new album yeah. with, uh, you know, at least rumors. some of the original lineup back. So, uh, yeah, we've got Slash and, uh, like, yeah. don't know if Izzy's going to get involved. Izzy won't get involved. No, yeah, he won't, yeah. Not no. a chance. Not a chance in hell. Yeah. But, like, 
I cannot see how it could be any worse than this. This Careful. album No, is, it can't. Yeah. Careful. This album is... Like, <laughs> oh, man. It's so weird, because, like, it's really bad, but I, I feel like this album's never quite got, like, it's, like, um... Like, people haven't spent enough time calling out how shit this album is. Yeah. Um, I found I mean, an article today saying it was great. Yeah, it was definitely... Written by Metal Hammer. Yeah. But, um... It, like, it's just... Because it just sank without a trace and had, like, no impact at all. Yeah. I think it kind of got away a little bit. So... This is the thing. Um, I genuinely thought that today... Sometimes when we're going to discuss bad albums and do things for our shit list Mm. on this podcast, we'll pick a bad album, listen to it, and it's really hard to discuss because it's just bad. Yeah. It's not funny. Yes. Like, I'm glad there were actually some very funny bits in this. (laughs) There were some very funny bits in it, but it's still I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do it. (laughs) Um, but the interesting thing is... Nothing about the <coughs> album is interesting. You're wrong, Jim, because some people don't agree with that. Oh, here we We've go. We've got some alternative opinions. I was just looking for that, and the only two albums I can find on Amazon both only have two reviews. Well, you're not looking hard enough. One's no. by... Oh, so why would I? One's by Buis Lake. And the <laughs> <laughs> if I look too much, this could taint my suggestions forever. Uh... So, GameFan on Amazon has, for some reason, decided to com- like just absolutely create their own personal nightmare scape. Uh, it says, I bought this album several months ago as I saw it was cheap and really thought Better was a good song. Since then, I've listened to the entire album at least 100 times. Oh! oh. oh. Yeah. This is, this is what happens when you touch that fucking Hellraiser Cenobite cube. It takes you to a world where this oh, is on no. Um, this is written by the one with sunglasses. <laughs> uh, it's unique, well-written, engrossing, and does things nearly no rock or metal does in this day and age. Because yeah, they outgrew it ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, the more you listen to it, the more you get out of it. Disagree. And that's a true testament of how good this album is. In fact, and I'm not simply saying this to cause a stir, I truly believe if the album was done with the original Guns N' Roses when Axel was in his prime... It would be their best album. I truly believe he's an idiot. <laughs> just, uh, I just quickly did the math, and this man has spent four days of his life listening to this album. Fucking I feel hell. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I've also got a second one here from... I, w- I won't say their full name, because they've just given their full name, but one of them is the same as my name. Cool. Uh, it says, I listened to this as its own work. Yeah. Uh, and don't compare it to previous Guns N' Roses albums because it's different. Also, I think you absolutely can compare. Yeah, because it's <laughs> an album by yeah. the band Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I think it being different doesn't exempt it yeah. from... Fuck. Uh, different personnel, different style, period. Yes. And after nearly a decade, it still blows me away. Every song is good. And that puts this album in the realm of some of the all-time greats for me, like Def Leppard's Hysteria. Oh, Queensryche's Empire, etc. Awesome, awesome album. Highly recommend this. How one. dare you? Hysteria! Hysteria! How dare you? Hysteria! Oh! How dare God. you mention Hysteria's most, name in the presence of the perfect <laughs> albums ever recorded? <laughs> How dare you stand where he stood? Ugh. So what, what are your final thoughts? No. Yeah. <laughs> mm. this, yeah, this is probably about the third or fourth time I've listened to this. Um, and the only time I've ever done it sober as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the only time I've got all the way through. The first time I listened to it... It, it made me miserable to listen to it. The first time I listened to it back at uh, CX, 
I, we, I think I was really hungover. Yeah. Probably still a little bit drunk. Yeah. The other time I listened to it, I think I was also, it was like on a Sunday fun day, I had a few drinks, so I mm-hmm. was putting it on. I think I was texting you as I was listening to yeah. it, actually. And you just fucking sober up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, God, I need to get ready for bed. <laughs> um, it's just, it's absolute garbage. Yeah. Uh, and I hope, for the love of God, that, like, he gets some real help writing the next one. Yeah. I really do, like, I hope it's actually yeah, a ro- I hope it's a rock also, album for one. I yeah. actually hope it's a rock album. And when you say real help writing it, I hope he gets real help in the form of quality, not quantity, quantity of people yeah, involved. Exactly, yeah. In fact, too many cooks. Jesus Christ, they really have pissed is, in it? this broth. Yeah. And um, I thought that this is one of the most exhausting albums I've ever listened to. Yep. And somehow, for the effort I put into hearing it, the most the single most forgettable. forgettable yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even now. I'm struggling. I can't sing anything. I can sing one line. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> don't want to do it. Yeah, I could probably sing back to you more tracks from Saint Anger. Oh, easy. Than I could this. Yeah, yeah. Lifestyle, uh, Terms for Death Style. There you go. Saint Anger on my neck. There you go. So um, we've done it. Yeah, we've, we've done it. Finally we've finally. Done it. I'm actually never yeah. listening to this album again if I can help it. No, this feels like having a fucking. It's enema. done. It's over. <laughs> we have flushed our system of this turd. Um, we've exposed Dracula to sunlight. It's gone. <laughs> we've got we've got this first system. We've, we've cracked the porcelain. <laughs> we've thrown this album into uh, Mount Doom. Yeah. So thank you. Um, it was actually Pat who wrote in and yeah. wanted us. Yeah, thanks. For some reason, Chris, wanted us, yeah, Pat. Don't ever you suggest us. anything again. I really thought you liked us. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, mate. <laughs> but if you do want to suggest things that you do want to hear please get in touch with us. Um, you can contact us directly at slowlywerock at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, slowlywerockpodcast. And then we are on Facebook, Twitter, at slowlywerock. Get in touch if you want to hear more of this shit. Not that album, because that oh, is not again. happening again. Never again. Send us anything you want. Tell your friends about um, us. Yeah, please yeah. share. Please share us about. If you listen to this and you enjoy it, find at least one other person that might like it. To send on a positive note, what album did you guys listen to afterwards to purge yourself? Ooh, <laughs> Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I put on uh, Dookie by Green Day. Great, cool. Uh, I years. Great. I think it's more about conspiracy radio podcast thing. And it's much better than this. <laughs> <laughs> but no. There was a guy who talked about collecting celebrity toenails in a bucket. Imagine if you got like a... a uh, if one of the phone was it a KFC bucket? Yeah, yeah one of the, I don't know, but he met a man on a beach that sold him Madonna's toenails. <laughs> <laughs> It was terrific. Bye. And on that note, thank you so, so much, guys. guys. Cheers for listening. Bye. Bye.